Hello, everyone, and welcome to another recap race analysis here of the Cycling Dane Extra Channel or on the Cycling Dane podcast. And I mean, yeah, stage 14, crazy day. And as always, I'm joined by Mr. Gregor himself, Ewan Wilson. And Ewan, yeah, what exactly happened on this crazy day of the Tour de France? Well, it's a tough one to begin with. Stage 14 of the Tour de France from Annemasse to Morzine began uh, with a collective crash, the first real collective crash that we've had at this Tour de France. Uh, it was profound enough to stop the race for a brief period of about 25 minutes. Notable people caught up in the crash include Esteban Chavez, who uh, who abandoned, as did Louis Mainkies, who sat in 15th place in GC. We also then saw, I mean, abandoners later on in the stage, Ramon Sinkledown, for instance, and Anthony Pedrero, who actually got taken out of the race on a stretcher earlier on. The crash was nasty, really sort of put a bit of taste in that opening couple kilometers of the stage. We hadn't even reached the 10 kilometers marker by that point. The stage then resumed and there was a fight for the breakaway, but Jumbo Visma weren't having anything. But it's good news for Julia Chicana, who went up the road and swept up most of the King of the Mountains points that were available until Jumbo Visma arrived. Jumbo Visma came to the front and really just sort of controlled affairs, not letting anything go really over any of the climbs over the Col de la Rama, which is the penultimate climb, there was a little bit of sort of a fragmentation in the GC group. Some riders missing out. Tom Pickock dropping, notably. Also on the descent, Simon Yates being distanced. Wout Van Aert was still in the group on the valley, and he paced with Volker Kelderman in the wheel before we hit the final climb of the day at the Juplan. On the Juplan, it was full on. Jemba Visma led them onto it with uh, Wout Van Aert to begin with, and then Wout Van Aert dropped. Wout Van Aert then came back, and Kuss really controlled things for Jemba Visma. However, with about five kilometers to go, Kuss pulls off. Then Adam Yates comes to the front for UAE. Pogacha giving him a nod to tell him to come towards the front. Yates was then at the front of the race with Vingo and Pogacha for a while before Pogacha launched his move with three and a half kilometers to go. Long until the top of Juplan, but he definitely wanted to distance Vingo. He did for a brief period, but they came back together with about 1.5, 2 kilometers to go until the top of the climb. Then things get complicated. They come together and sort of come side by side, have a conversation. They don't really push on. The gap's then coming down to everyone drop. So Rodriguez, Henley, Adam Yates, Kuss, everyone else in, in sort of the groups behind. Pogacha then attacks about 500 meters to go to get the bonus seconds, as well as try to distance Vigo over the top of the climb. But motorbikes hamper this attack. Tade Pogacha is frustrated, then comes back. The motorbikes get out of the way, but at that point, there's 100 meters left until the top of the climb, and Vigo sprints and takes the points. Pogacha attacks over the top of the climb, wants to keep the pressure going, and then he doesn't want to keep the pressure going. They seem to wait for Rodriguez and Yates to come back over this sort of plateau section before the real descent begins into Morzine. Then the descent begins. Carlos Rodriguez jumps off the front, and it's a scramble for second place. Vingegaard and Pogaccia came to the line together, with Pogaccia t- claiming second place, whilst Rodriguez t- took the stage win. Who saw that one coming for Ineos Grenadiers? He moves into third place, the 22-year-old from Spain, who we believe is going to Movistar next year. Not officially confirmed, but this has been a strong, strong rumor for almost a year now. Vingegaard came home in third place, with the bonus seconds from the top of the plan means that he actually gains one second on today's stage, despite finishing behind Pogacar. It's the bonification arithmetic, guys. Whilst in fourth place on the stage, that went to Adam Yates. 
Fifth place went to uh, Sipkus behind. Hinley came home in sixth. Gallon seventh. Bilbao eighth. Simon Yates ninth. And Guillaume Martin tenth. In the GC fight, it's all changed. Vingo still leads this race by just 10 seconds in the GC fight. Rodriguez is now in third at 4.43, just one second ahead of Jai Hinley. Adam Yates is in fifth place at 5.20. Sepkus sits in sixth place at the moment at 8.15. Simon Yates is in seventh at 8.32. Bilbao is an 8.51. Good day from Bilbao, let's be honest. Felix Gal, who was incredible today for Azure Citroën, moves into ninth place at 12.26, whilst David Godu, the Petit Prince du Bretagne, is in 10th at 12.56 seconds. Tom Pitcock has slipped out of top 10, now in 11th place at 14.22. I mean, it's all changed. It, it, it was quite the GC day, despite the fact Pogash and Vingo only separated by one second at the end of today. But the gaps in GC are now seismic elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit of a yeah, mental uh, mental headache. What's what happened today in in uh, in the GC? But I mean, you and we, we can't not start with Carlos Rodriguez. I mean, absolutely sensational ride by him, really taking this race by the scruff of the neck no one thought he was going to win today and even gaining time on giant headley as well and yeah how we were very we thought in your screen days we're not going to have a good tour of france two stage victories now and potentially a podium position here so and the team classification potentially so yeah how do you see his Ineos today. Yeah, Rodriguez was brilliant. Uh, right up there on the climb, hanging on with Pogac and Vingo for as long as possible. Hinley went before him, and the battle for third was between himself and Hinley, but Hinley lost like all of his advantage really today. So now he has to fight tooth and nail really to, to hold that third. Well, to move now up into third place. He's one second behind Rodriguez in GC. At 22 years of age on Tour de France debut, to win a stage and be in the fight for the podium is fantastic. I don't think we can really look past Rodriguez's performance. It, it was great. It's a step up from his Buelta performance last year as well. He was good at the Buelta, but he was just missing that. I mean, Ayuso was looking better than him at points, and he wasn't really matching up to Avonapol, uh, who was fighting for the win of that one. So Rodriguez has taken a huge step up here. It's a shame he's moving to Movistar. I mean, in, in the eyes of Vinios, Movistar are going to be happy about this, about what could come next year. Ineos as well, they've kind of sorted out their internal GC dilemma. They have to go for Rodriguez now. Pidcock just can't... I just don't see him now jumping back into top 10. I mean, moving further up than 7th place in GC. He's lost too much time today, and I think he's too inexperienced in a Grand Tour. I know Rodriguez hasn't finished a Grand Tour in his career, but he looks really, really good in these climbs. I think it'll be interesting to see how him and Hinley battle it out for third. Yeah, I think, uh, well, firstly, on the Carlos Rodriguez point, we had a discussion on the cycle, well, on the Echelon Cycling Podcast, so make sure to check that clip out But uh, and keep up with all the latest transfers on our website. But um, in terms of Pickock, yeah, he tried. You, you don't know un- until, yeah, what is it? <laughs> what is it Roglic says, Ewan? No risk, no glory, eh? Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, f- fair play to Pickock anyway. Uh, we'll see if he can recover later on. But yeah, good, good for Ineos Grandes. In terms of like what actually happened in terms of the upper echelons of, well, he is the upper echelons now of uh, GC as well. But Jumbo Visma really very similar to what UAE did yesterday, like completely controlled the race all out. And uh, yeah, once again, it kind of didn't work the way they wanted to. It didn't work for UAE yesterday, but 
as you said as well, came out with one extra second. Are Jumbo Visma happy about this or did they really try and crack Tadam Gacha? They really wanted to win this stage. They really wanted to gain time on Pogacha. They controlled the race from beginning to the Duplan. They didn't let a breakaway go up the road when they could have happily let the breakaway go. Also in that breakaway, they could have sent satellite riders, which, I mean, we said yesterday, we thought they were going to do that. They were going to send satellite riders up the road, um, and then use sort of wow or teach from the satellite riders later on into the stage. They didn't do that. We had a sort of, we didn't really have a breakaway for most of the stage. Sepkos came to the front on the climb and we thought, okay, he's just going to pace this one all the way to the end. And then Yates took control. I think Yumba Visma were kind of on the back foot. Then UAE took control and Pogaccio looked like he was definitely going to gain time and UAE played with, with Yumba Visma. But in the end, I mean, it's just a stalemate, I think. They've both invested into certain stages and they're not really getting that much out of it. I think this just head-to-head that they're having is not yielding huge gaps over uh, ever since Puy-Dom, really. It's only been sort of 10 or so seconds um, each way. I mean, one second today. I think Yombo Visma, they weren't necessarily like hugely played out of it, but they definitely, I think, maybe shot themselves in the foot. They could have gone for a sort of bigger breakaway, had the satellite riders and really tried to make the race hard. But in the end, when it came down to Vingegaard versus Pogaccia, they looked incredibly equally matched. They both rolled the dice. In terms of recent cycling history, that was the most stalemate moment we have had in this pogacha vingo relationship over the past couple of years. I've never quite seen them sort of come up one kilometer from an all-category climb of the Tour de France to have a conversation and sort of let teammates come from behind. It was strange, but what we do know is that Yates went really well today, and Yates could still go well in that final week. Kuss looked good, but... Yates just looked a little bit better today. But Yates might also try to fight for that third place overall, which he could definitely do. Will that cloud his teamwork, team working ability for Pogaccia? We'll find out later, particularly at Col de la Loz on Wednesday. But tomorrow's stage, uphill finish, really steep uphill finish. It'll make it pretty up in the air, which team will try to control it. I imagine a breakaway might go up the road. Maybe Umbo send satellite riders then and try to sort of use that strategy tomorrow instead you think well okay no i think we should talk about the thumbnail as well the the motorbikes here and we we're kind of both in accord that we think that they definitely influenced the bonus seconds and yobu visma should be quite thankful that that instant happened or tarabagaccio would have been taking bonus seconds at the top there if this tour de france comes down to three seconds we know why tomatoes oh will be thrown at every <laughs> motorbike driver in the tour de france um, yeah, I mean, they've influenced racing for too long and they continue to influence racing. And I mean, the motorbikes, they were just all over the place at the top of the Juplan. Lots of fans come on. This is not just a motorbike problem. It's a Tour de France organization problem. If you're going to have a bonus second sprint and a king of the mountains or category climb, put barriers, put actual barriers at the top of the climb to separate the riders from the fans. Yes, it's not the fan experience they would want to have, but also we want to keep the riders safe because one of these riders could have encroached on, on, or one of the fans could have encroached on the rider rather and taken them down. In the end, the motorbike was just got in the way. It, it is a real shame that that is the headliner of today is that that affected the racing. We don't know what could have happened otherwise. Maybe Pogaccio got the bonus seconds. I don't think it was enough really to sort of snap the elastic uh, between him himself and Vingo, but it definitely could have been something Um in that GC fight, and Pogaccio could have been six seconds behind Vingo tonight. Well, seven seconds behind Vingo tonight. Whatever it would have been. Maths, once again. Yeah, uh, but in, in terms of like the rest of the field, we spoke about Pickock losing out. I mean, 
that that top 10 seems like it's going to be changing for a long time. Felix Gall did really well, but yeah, who was kind of the big losers on the day? I mean, Tom Pickock. Um, yeah, but other than him. Okay. You, should, um, you just go for him every time. <laughs> I don't believe in the project. Uh, Simon Yates. I was really thinking Simon Yates could be up there in that sort of top echelon, but today missed out on uh, on being there dropped really early dropped in the on the descent his teammate chris harper though is having a great tour really really strong ride from him i think today was also a good sign to see which domestiques are climbing well because it was a really nutritional stage uae had a great ride with their domestiques similarly micah was up there golshartner was there as well on the jeep plan good rides from them so that wasn't too far away either but thinking of the losers as you said uh, David Godou lost some time, but I don't think he was as far back as we thought. Pino now definitely out of top 10. He said he wasn't chasing top 10. We can now believe him. Um, he's 14th in GC right now. Uh, Hinley, Hinley, we got to say it. I really thought Hinley would be able to respond to, to the moves from Pogacar and Vingo stronger than he had. He dropped early. He came down in that collective crash this morning. You can see on his right hand side, he had sort of his jersey ripped up, but Hindley losing a minute and a half, almost two minutes on the stage. It's not a great sign coming into tomorrow's stage and a difficult third week. I think we're uh, finish on the polka dot jersey because that needs a bit of a mention as well. I mean, mm. uh, we had Chavez and James Shaw leave, unfortunately, for EF Education East Post. I'm just thinking in terms of support for Nielsen Paulus. And I mean, you and he, does he still have it now or? So Virgo is number one in that classification. I don't know how they... So he still wears it. Yeah, yeah. Paolo still wears it, but he doesn't own it outright. Pogaccio as well is, is not far far away. So Pogaccio may go, this could once again be a GC battle. Depends what happens tomorrow on that stage. And uh, particularly Cosa Laws, I think that will also affect the battle. Chicana really could have gone there if Jumbo Visma let the breakaway go. But Chicana, I think, is probably the strongest contender from a breakaway gal is now too high up in gc for, to fight for polka dots he's sitting in fifth at the moment johannesson i just don't think has it he's just too far back now um and i think cordial loss will still be fought out by the gc guys and that's a huge 25 point well that's a huge 20 point climb there yeah vingo pogacha or chicana for me i just don't think paulos has it i think he went too too soon too early we've seen it so much at the judo in the past, with this year with David Baez, we saw it with uh, Diego Rosa last year, the Giro, where sometimes riders really go for it in the first 10 days, forgetting that there's mountain stages on offer all the way to the end. And this this attritional Tour de France phenomenon of the GC riders being right up there in the polka dot jersey, even though they tried to change the classification so that summit finishers had fewer points, is still favoring Vingo and Pogaccia, who could still win the polka dots. But I, they're not fussed by it. I mean, over yeah, the, I know. the, yeah. the Ramat climb, the penultimate climb of the day, they know it's Pogacha just coming. Didn't even sprint for it. They know it's but, coming. But I will say, if Pogacha takes, if Pogacha moves up to first in the polka dots, he'll wear polka dots instead of the white jersey, because polka dots takes precedent over white. So I'd love, 
I, I kind of want Pogacar to lead it just so we see him in the Pokudo jersey because we always see him in the white one. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, on a day where potentially Jumbo Visma doing questionable tactics, the motorbike getting involved and Jonas Vingor coming out somehow as the winner by one second. That's basically it for stage 14. Make sure to check out all the various videos. Uh, well, join us on the live commentary stream. Check out the stage preview here on the channel. And as always, thank you for watching and of course as a, and of course have a nice day.